Hi. You sound fine. Okay. I, it's just the little I check. I always, almost always check the audio and video settings thing. Oh, mm-hmm. now it's working. Weird. Yep. Yep. I usually oh. check the oil and the headlights and make sure everything's fine there. Right. But you know how you always have like your meter and everything like that. It didn't have any of that. It just said none of it was working. Yep. Very strange. That is very strange. Skype is a salty bitch. I don't know. I don't know. We need. Or I think we should look into that Discord or whatever. Discord. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's fine. Connor was telling me about that. I've yeah. heard a lot of people talk about yeah. Discord, but nobody can tell me like what it has over other services that already do I, things well. I agree. I, I don't know anything about it. I just know that. You know, I've had a couple people yeah. mention that. Here's the, here's the kicker. I'm in two discords, and I still don't get it. Yeah, I don't know anything about I'm it. I'm in a discord for um, Uncanny Magazine, for the editor's mm-hmm. room, where we all sip and pour tea about all the various hoops that we have to jump through. Right. Um, I don't think I was supposed to tell anybody about that. Also... You can cut this beginning out. No. Uh, also... Banjo! That's where you know to cut. <laughs> Banjo! Also... Um, I'm in a, I'm in a discord for university where yeah. the patrons of university get to interact with us, the talent of university and chat. So about is it, things. A, is it a chat room or is it like this where it's, we're actually talking? It's a glorified chat room right okay. now, but you also have the ability to talk because sometimes like I'll have the discord open for university and I'll hear, and I'm like, what is happening right now? What is going on? Because it, I guess somebody has a mic hooked up and they're just talking to somebody in their world and don't realize they're not on mute. So it's kind of weird. Gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of patrons, today is Patron Appreciation Day. Did you know that? No, I did not. But I appreciate all of our patrons. I appreciate our patrons too. But I got to tell yeah. you, I've been I've been crying. Why? I'm crying. Cause I love you. Oh my god! Oh. Actually, you do have a good voice. Thank I never—I don't think I've ever heard you legit sing. That was good. I tried it. Yeah, it was these, good. These eyes are as big as saucers right now. I like. Funny enough, I just posted a video on Instagram where I was singing to test the mic. Really? <laughs> jokingly, jokingly. I saw a so picture. So I have of, a question. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are we doing that jokes mini episode? I want to do that. I think it'd be fun. Okay, dang it. I kind of wanted you to say no, so I could just read <laughs> one of the jokes that I wrote. Oh, okay, no. all right, let it do over, do over. Ask me again, ask me again. Are we still doing that joke episode? Nah. All right, all right, I'm going to read you one of my jokes. <laughs> this is the only one that I, w- I was like, this one's actually kind of funny. Okay. All right. Now I'm like, I feel like I've set myself up for failure. <laughs> Girl, are you a college? Because a bunch of you rejected me before one was dumb enough to finally let me in. Fuck, that's dark. <laughs> that's why I thought it was funny. Now, see, according to the you laugh, you lose rules, you would get a point scored against you for laughing yeah, at your absolutely. own damn joke. I will laugh at all of my jokes and none of your jokes. I'll lose, but in a really fun way. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Like, I, I love those videos. I'm addicted to them now, so I kind of wanted to do one uh, with you. I set up the thing, so now that we know, we can keep that in mind in the future. Yeah, yeah. But about those patrons, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all keep this pirate ship afloat. We appreciate you, and I only sing on very rare occasions now, and this is one of them. So thank you all. We love you. Yeah, yeah, we love you. I did not know we were actually 
recording for peoples, even though we got into it. That's okay. You guys are my weird joke. All right. That's All right. fine. That's fine. You know, these are these are the most honest times. Dee still has a weird look on her face right now. She won't. I, I don't. I, I you're always like talking about cutting things, and I'm like, nah. yeah. unless unless there's like something particularly where we're like, oh boy, that needs to be cut. Yeah. Nah, keep it on. Like if I make a weird like bodily sound. I'll yeah. Cut it out, but other than yeah, that, as no, you don't to do. No, no, I, I <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, that whatever meme, that thing you just added to the notes. Oh, oh yeah, we'll talk great. about that. It's gonna be great. Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> also that. I don't know anything about that. Like I've seen that meme going around, and I've seen like the the images. So it's it's not it, okay. It's I guess like we should South get started. Dakota. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's, it, it, I can explain it real quick. Okay. South Dakota had a bunch of money put into a fund to try to educate meth use, stop meth use, because I guess a lot of people in South Dakota use meth Yeah. because they live in South Dakota. And so their slogan is meth. We're on it. We're on it. We're on it. As in, we're all on meth, right. but we're also on it. Like, we're going to stop it. I guess. <laughs> so, Matt, we're on it. We're on it, man. Um, yeah, I so dumb. don't think that's the best approach. Like, there's not much more you can say about it besides, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. I don't understand how, and, and I mean, maybe there are legit things. Like, I understand it for safe sex ads and things like that, but I don't understand how drug ads or whatever would yeah. stop someone from doing meth. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna go for meth, you're just gonna go all in for meth. I feel like you're not really a person who's gonna be swayed by a slogan. No, I don't think so either. In fact, more than likely that person will be annoyed by the slogan and meth harder. Yeah. That's just yeah. what I'm thinking. Like I, I appreciate the fact that there are programs available for people to get help when they need it. I, oh, that's totally different. That's where yeah. the money should go. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like the ads really aren't for those people. It's for the people that donate to those funds, to those uh, causes, um, so they can see that not only are they doing outreach, but they're also, you know, trying to help people. Uh, you know, because you don't, you don't, you don't get to see the AA meetings. You don't get to see any of that. Yeah. But you do get to see the anti-smoking ads that the truth puts out there. Um, yeah. But the truth is a whole different thing, and that frustrates me. Because those those truth.org or whatever those ads yeah. are that we've seen for years, mm-hmm. they're made by the uh, the cigarette companies. Yeah. yeah. I I once um, entered a couple of uh, of those in high school, <laughs> those competitions. <laughs> I, I, I got like second place in one of them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like what? You were you were uh, an competing. Anti-smoking ad. So you made like an anti-smoking ad. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I wish I could have seen I that. made a couple of. Them. I still have them. Oh, nice. Okay, all right. I all have right. all of it archived. I gotta see this. Yeah. <laughs> and if for some reason I lost them, I know O has all of them archived too. He, uh, my teacher, he he has all of them. So that's cool. I, it can't be. Yeah. It cannot be any worse than what they have on the air right now because the ones that no, are out there it was now. All it was all. Um, Joke, like I, I thought it was hilarious to make an anti-smoking ad. So I was, it was me, but <laughs> me at eighteen, making seventeen, eighteen years old, making an anti-smoking ad. So you can imagine, <laughs> like, young saucy Lex making anti-smoking ads. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of them did well, or got like second place or something like that. I don't think we won any money, though, unfortunately. Mm. Now, if we never, did program. There's never any money in prevention. No. No. Never. It's so weird, like, the whole anti-vape settlement now, or sentiment now, um, because vaping's been around for quite some time. It's been around for yeah. at least, like, yeah. a decade. But yeah. there hasn't really been one company that's been, like, the Band-Aid or, you know, the, the Oreo of vaping. Um until Jewel came along, J W L. It's so weird that people are just focused on taking them down specifically when it seems like their method of, of giving people a, an option to vape is probably one of the safest on the market considering the alternatives. The alternative well, being yeah. you, you basically act like a, a Jedi and try to put together your own, your own vape a right. dispenser with a battery and, and overpowered stuff, you know? Right. And what's weird to me is that it's a bunch of people, like older people, that are, and I when I say older, I mean like they're the parents or whatever, yeah. and grandparents of these teenagers, and now all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, my kid is like hospitalized because they're smoking this all day. I'm like, the fuck? Like, you're not seeing that your kid is smoking a like if, if they were smoking that many cigarettes you'd notice like right i right. mean I, yeah you can't smell it like it's not as easy to detect but like if they're that addicted to it they're gonna have to keep going for it and i, I just feel like it's i feel like it's a bunch of parents who neglected their kids and mm. then they get mad like this happens all the time with everything drugs everything like that they're like they they you know neglect their kids for one reason or another sometimes it's just circumstantial yeah, but then they get mad at the world, like, and want to, you know, steer the car in the other direction. It's like, uh, maybe you should. It's sad. Instead, I, instead of banning Jewel, maybe you should be like, hey, we all deserve wages so we can actually take care of our kids, or right. you know, like, like, why are you saying Jewel is a company should that should not exist instead of, you know, looking at the overall reasons why you can't make sure your kid is okay, just. Just a little example. Yeah. I don't I don't get a lot of the thought process of some parents in this world who are just looking for an easy reason to, you know, blame it on something else besides the idea that maybe, hey, you know, our kid may not be the best kid in the world and that sort of thing. Or, you know, maybe we should talk to our kid who is well meaning, um, who is a good kid but made some bad choices, you know? Yeah. I mean, people deserve second chances, obviously. I don't want to vilify the kids in this case. I don't want to vilify the parents either. There is no villain no, really here what, at all. It's it's about making conscious, healthy choices for yourself. Right, and that's why I said it's circumstantial sometimes. Like, sometimes there are shitty parents. Sometimes there are shitty kids. Like, there's no doubt about that. But, like, a lot of times it's just a bunch of terrible events, you know? Yeah. Um. And then, like, it's definitely hard to vilify kids because they are kids. Like, they are, especially when they're teenagers, they they should be responsible for their actions. Like, it's not as if we can't hold them accountable at all. But, like, they are still growing and learning. And they're yeah. going to make mistakes, you know? Yeah. Like, I I, uh, I saw a, a weird situation today where someone was trying to uh, oh. defend a public figure's uh, reasoning for using the N-word. Um 
in a heated oh, moment saying that. Uh, yeah, but you know, first of all, it was <laughs> one of my one of my favorite one of the top ten reasons to use the N word. Number one, um, it was the A, banjo. not the ER. Yeah, <laughs> banjo <laughs> coming in at number ten, banjo coming in at yeah. number three. Fucking, it's the A and not the hard er. So. Uh, this 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 person ended up using the uh, you know the the heated version because he was trying to elicit a certain response from the audience, uh, which yeah. he did get. Oh, but they were like, oh, you know, that was a while ago. Motherfucker was twenty years old. He's forty now. It's twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, we knew better. But yeah, I guess that was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. You know, back in nineteen ninety nine, those those salad things days, were different. Things guys. were so different back then. You know. <laughs> now, I don't know the context of it. Was there is there a context in that situation where it would be okay? No. <laughs> I no? mean, if you're if well, you're okay. I, it, I meant like, is there like I don't know? Was it an academic setting? Was it like I I mean, I'm not even saying that's okay. I'm just no. And I, I'm I'm kind of dancing around. Oh my goodness, I'm kind of dancing around the the lead here, which is just the fact that uh, it was a wrestler. And oh, okay. It was one of my favorite wrestlers. And basically, the reason it came out is because um, one of the, one of the guys that's pretty popular or was popular a few years ago, but he's kind of like on the back end of his career now. Randy Orton, he um, joined a kid on a gaming yeah, I stream. Know who that, I know who that is, actually. See, that's how that's how old he is. Now uh, <laughs> he joined a kid on a gaming stream, and okay. he was a little tipsy. It was late at night, and he was like, you know. And with the heart, with with the with the A, you know, like that's what's up. And he was just trying to like, I guess, try to be mock cool or something yeah, like that. And he said it. And one of the other wrestlers was uh, was watching the stream, and he was like texting him while this is going on. And what's what's weird about uh -huh. that, and the reason I know this is because um, during this live stream, Randy's like Kevin Owens is trying to tell me to shut up. And there's a show on WWE Network called Ride Along where they follow the wrestlers as they travel from town to town and have like little side adventures or whatever. And you can actually see uh, Kevin Owens texting Randy. Don't say that. Okay. Yeah, so so I was thinking that it was, um, oh, what's the politician in New York? How he said like the Italians, all of them, all of the politicians. No, the one, the one politician in New York who was, I, he was, he was comparing a Italian um, or like, you know, derogatory word to the N word, and he used the full word or whatever. I thought oh, you were talking about that, no. which I'm not. No, I didn't even hear about that. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I think he was saying like this term is like, you know, yeah. that term or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, no, but, <laughs> uh, and then using the full term, which is like, wh why? Anyway, so I, I don't understand why. Uh, not not to get into things so heavy this early, guys, but uh, I don't understand what's wrong with white people. Yeah, me neither. It's like one <laughs> word you can't say. <laughs> you like how I co-signed with you right away on that. It's yeah. like it's it's just like it's it's like the forbidden fruit. It's like hey, this is that one word that we know is going to have a negative response. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say that word, and it's like, well, yeah. what the fuck did you expect to happen? And all of a sudden, you know, everybody else is the snowflake when you knew. You knew what was going to happen when you said it. I just don't really get it. Like, yeah. I just don't. I also don't like there's that that thing people were talking about online where they're like, you say it when you listen to a rap song in the car, when you're rapping along or whatever. I'm like, I don't do that. Like, do people do that? Like, even then, I'm like, that's the word you skip. 
Like <laughs> number two just, on the reasons of why it's okay to say that word. Yeah, it was no, in a song. Seriously. It was in a song. I'm allowed to say it. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Even though no one can see me, yep. you know who still sees me? The Lord. The Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like Kanye all right. still sees me, guys. He's I still, made a conscientious me. choice in my life for a long time not to say God damn it, just because I felt like. You know, it's sacrilegious. I don't want to say that because it's like, and you know, you hear how weird it sounds coming out of my mouth now. It's because I don't say it frequently. Even now, I don't say it frequently. So if I could make a choice not to say something as just like innocuous as that, when I just swear like a fucking sailor, you know, not when I'm not at work. Um, I understand right here. Yeah. It's like, how hard can it be? How hard can it fucking be? It's not it's not difficult. You know it's what not. I do every day? I wake up and I don't say it. <laughs> what what number was I on? Was I on number three? Number three of yeah. top ten reasons not to say that word or top ten reasons why it's okay to say that word, rather. Um, I was having a heated gamer moment. It was a, it just slipped out. <laughs> I got really angry at these kids. Banjo! That, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't understand too. It's like you got really angry and a word that you never say all of a sudden slipped out of your yeah. mouth. Wow, it's like magic. Yeah. How does Ooh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. What a what a magical uh thing to just pop out of your mouth for no apparent reason. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like I just, you know, I'm so angry. Automatopia. Uh, no. What? <laughs> Who says that? No one. I say no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I did? That would I be say weird. it too. It's a fun word to say. See, I'm maybe that's to... what it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Number five. Number five on top ten reasons why it's okay to say. It's, it's fun. fun. It's fun to say. Yeah. Everybody wants to say it, but nobody can. Mysterious. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's yeah. Anyway, on the fun stuff, um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So you put this, you put this very, very sad news on the notes right here. I have a couple of, I had a couple of those and we're not going to read all of it because I I realized that like, there's just some bummer, (laughs) bummer (laughs) childhood related things. But anyway, Chuck E. Cheese removed all of its animatronics. Now see, that's good news to somebody though. I know. They're scary. Yeah. They're scary. I, do you think this has anything to do with the rise in popularity of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I, I really do. I think that they freak kids out. And when it becomes a cultural freak out, th- I think there were always kids that saw them when were a little bit off. But it was like, oh, that's yeah. something wrong there. Yeah. Um, did you ever buy into it? Like, did you ever go, oh, hey, there's Chuck? No, I no? don't think so. Not that no. I remember. If I did, I was so little, I don't remember. I don't remember large portions of my childhood. I'm one of those people that Same. just, I, I don't remember a lot of things. People will tell me things that I like said or did or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. It's funny. Like I never remember buying into it, but I, I remember being impressed by the lengths that um, they would go to, to make these animatronics seem like they're actually there, like real beings uh, in addition to the fact that you would never see the animatronics at the same time as you would see the guy in the costume walking around. Yeah. So. See, I don't even remember believing in Santa, but I know there was a time that I did believe in Santa because I remember the discussion mm. of like, is Santa real? Mm-hmm. No. 
like, <laughs> the like end. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't the end. My dad gave a sweet little speech oh. when uh, when he was like, "No, Santa wasn't real, but it's based on a real person, and he gave to people, and we honor him by giving to others." And you can't tell anyone. <laughs> it was basically that. I like that though. I like the idea that he told you, framed as this is a secret between you and I now that you have yeah. to keep up because the other kids don't know. You want to make sure that they're still taken care of. So I, I really like that approach. He bought you in on it. Oh yeah, that's how it works. That's how it's his my uh my niece, my oldest niece at least. Mm-hmm. I think my nephew might know too. Um, and they're they keep they actually play along. That's for the cool. younger ones. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So like it becomes a, oh, okay, now you're in the club. Like <laughs> now you know and you get to be a part of it. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to do that. Like my parents, um, my mom insisted on making sure that Santa was never a factor in my life. She wanted me to know. She wanted us to be aware. Like, you know, look, your dad works hard for this stuff. I work hard for this yeah. stuff. And, you know, this is what this symbolizes. And Christmas is definitely not about a man flying through the air with reindeer. It's about Jesus, yeah. you know. And I, I didn't hate her for that or anything like that. I did. I wasn't disappointed in that. We still got presents. We still had a tree. We had all that fun stuff. It's just we never did it under the pretense that it's just some, like, miracle man coming from the sky. I understand that though. The miracle like, man who came from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the guy with the uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I uh I I understand the even if you're not looking at it from a religious perspective. Yeah. Of going some miracle thing didn't happen with this. This is, you know, your parents worked really hard for this. Yeah. And like you need to understand that. But at the same time, that's also really difficult because it puts the financial thoughts in the kid's head at an early age. Oh, yeah. And that like, was always there. And, you know, yeah, well, I, that was there younger for me as well mm-hmm. because my parents got divorced. And then I, so I dealt with like just more responsibilities and more involvement and everything like that, especially when I like was single parent. Like, you know, you're just it's just different. Like you have a different relationship. So like that, I I understand kind of wanting to shield them from that for a little while, too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that has a lot to do with why I get so, what's the best way to put this, over-enthusiastic about um, donating around Christmas time. You know, yeah. you know how I get. Yeah, I know. You, you got to chill with that. <laughs> I, I like that you do it, but... I think it's uh, becoming almost like a defense mechanism thing or something. Where yeah, I mean, like, I can't deal with the holidays, so I have to, like, compulsively do this thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's and still, I, you know. it, in fact, I encourage everyone to, you know, uh, adopt one of the letters from the, uh, the USPS for uh, their Operation Santa, which is where kids and right. families in general write in, and um, they sort these letters by the age and by the number of kids in the family, you can yeah. go and pick one up at the, uh, or, or several at the uh, post office. Uh, that's your the local part post that office. I, that's the part that I was like drawing the line a little bit. We talked I about this you. last year yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. like, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying you don't have to do it for like 20, you know, well, let me, let me finish the spiel and then you can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, when you get to the post office, they'll have this long table. All those are sorted out. Like I mentioned, they have tissue there too, because you will cry. Um, 
it's it's a little humbling to read these letters uh written by kids but it's absolutely devastating to read these letters that are written by adults that are writing to a fictional man on behalf of their kids so mm. be ready to um you know be generous and be ready to shed a tear or two seriously so what the post office does is they give you um a code and you basically pay for the postage uh you bring the gifts in a box and you just mail it off to the family they used to have this thing where you could actually uh mail it yourself or you could bring the gifts to the family yourself you can understand that people yeah. abuse that. <laughs> yeah, don't and do so that. They, no, don't do that. But there were a couple of times, and I don't get to say many nice things about my job, my day job. One of the things that my day job used to do was they would sponsor these uh, these families. And yeah. some of the ladies at the, at the job would go shopping. They would wrap the presents and everything. I would dress up like Santa Claus. And I would call the parents beforehand and just set up a time for me to come over uh, oh, and drop these presents cool. off. And the last time I did it, it was like on Christmas Eve because they couldn't make it work. They wow. couldn't make it work. And Dee was with me. She was Mrs. Claus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we got to this place, and it was like it would break your heart just seeing the state that they were forced to live in. But um we got them some nice coats and some toys and everything and yeah you know just seeing the look on their face it was like you don't you have to stay in character it's like you have to put on that character then right but and the, I'm, like i'm not saying don't do that but like yeah. you know you have to also take care of your own emotional health For that sure. was the part that i was concerned about For sure and I've, I've come to terms with that. I mean, not only because, yeah, as, as I mentioned, they reeled back on that sort of thing now where your interaction really isn't as much as it used to be. Um, but also because job's a little different now. We don't really do that. I had toys for tops yeah. last year. There's really nowhere to put the box anymore. So kind of on my own. Uh, D and yeah. I are on our own. She has a thing at her job too called the giving tree, which is a great, um, charity you should check out as well. So we're still going to do it. It's just not going to be as much as usual. I don't really have anybody to partner with as far as fundraising goes. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, I got to deal with some family shit. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Yeah, fun times, fun times. Um Yeah, but, you know, just the season and all that, even if you don't believe in all that right. role, you know, it's you can so still make somebody's like- day. It's crazy that Thanksgiving is like next week. I know. It is incredibly crazy because it feels like it just got cold here, you know? Yeah, it just, the temperature just dropped here. Yeah, yeah. We barely got a fall, y'all. So here we are. (laughs) Fall, yeah. About to hit that Christmas season. Um, What's interesting is I might actually get off Black Friday this year, so I might get a chance to like, Sleep in. I'm not going anywhere on Black Friday. Fuck that shit. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not either. I, sometimes to... I do because it's like, to me, it, I like hanging out with my friends, actually. that's It's more of a social thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but back to Chuck, have family. We got we to gotta reel it back to Chuck. Why? We, uh, uh, it's, it's gone. It's, it's dead. It's... <laughs> <laughs> they just they took the animatronics out. I thought it was interesting. That's it. It's not, Chuck E. Cheese is not the thing that you thought it was anymore. It's not... Um, animatronics, crappy pizza, and a diaper-filled ball pit. 
<laughs> it's just a casino for kids now. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Swipe them cards. <laughs> I'm assuming they're cards now. There's no way they have tickets anymore. Oh, right? they still have tickets because they do? on, on okay. all their because you know I watch Cartoon Network on occasion. On all their advertising, it's like, oh my God, you're pouring cereal out of the box, but it became Chuck E. Cheese tickets. I'd be so disappointed that I get 25 tickets out of a box instead of a nice bowl of cereal because 25 tickets, you know what that's going to get you? A Tootsie Roll. One of those things say, you put on. Your finger, the thumb That's wrestle. not even like a cool ring or anything, like a spider ring. That's not even a ring pop. That's like no. a high-end item, you know? That's... <laughs> Remember when ring pops came out and you were like, this is the coolest thing ever? This is high society. Or were you, or were oh, you yes. a little bit too old for that one? Oh, right? no. I was I was right in the wheelhouse for ring I was going to say, you were, you were at the right age, yeah. Those were <laughs> cool. Like, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but um, maybe Dee and I did. There was a a, a giant ring pop that they have now. It's like four times the size of one ring pop. No. And it, I haven't seen this. I need to look this up. I'm going to Google ridiculous. it. It's ridiculously huge. And what's funny is the uh, <laughs> the wrestling show that we watch, AEW, there's a guy Jesus backstage. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why? One of the guys has like an addiction to sugar or something like that. So <laughs> he's just licking it like a deer licking a salt lick. It was so gross. I feel like I shouldn't – like this should not be the case, but – um, I guess be cautious if you're going to Google this because they definitely just popped up with a uh, ring that looks like a butt <laughs> when I Google image. So, so not safe for work. Oh, man. What's, a, what's going on with your search history, buddy? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> that erotic friend fiction is coming back to bite That's what me. it is, but... Butts, butts, butts. It can't, I don't, I don't understand why it came up for sale, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. Andre the Giant. What's going on? That is. Oh, giant ring pop. I guess. I yeah. guess. Okay. Yeah. So. Ring pops. <laughs> that is a giant ring pop. That's that ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand that. All right. So, um, you were telling me something. You okay? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more off mic when I coughed. Uh, I thought the cat was doing something. I didn't know it was up. I, I coughed. All, uh, it was like further off mic, though. Ah, I'm good. Okay. okay. So, um, speaking of cats, ah, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> segue. <laughs> you had something go down over the weekend. I, wa- I wanted to hear this. I wanted to hear okay. you talk about it. Yes. So, getting the floors replaced, right? Yeah. Like I, I talked about that in the last episode, I believe. Uh-huh. I definitely told you, but I think I talked about it in the last episode. So the floor's getting replaced. That means that the door's open. So, like, my cat's locked up in the other room, you know, where it's yeah. not being taken care of. Um, And this little kitten who estimated based he, – he was, like, not even a pound or, or it was, like – a couple pounds or something like like not even the right weight like he was tiny not like bottle fed uh, he was over a pound i don't know why i said that um but i can't remember exactly how much he weighed but he did not weigh the like six pounds or whatever that would take to like take you into the humane society or something like that yeah so this tiny kitten just ran into the house and it wasn't like running and hiding he just walked in like he owned the place he's just like hey what's up what's up cool like this is this is where I live now. <laughs> so it's like, uh, what up? <laughs> no, how about no? So like he's super personable, like wanting to climb up your leg, wanting to be held. Just like he was, just like what? This is this is my home now. 
Like, the door was open. I came in. It's been a little bit colder, so I'm yeah. guessing he kind of wanted to get away from the cold. Like, you know, it, it was it would have gotten way worse. Um, he was a little bit underweight, so, like, he'd clearly been abandoned or whatever. Uh, but he's just, he was just such a cute little cat, and, like, he was squeaking stuff. So I'm like, okay, adorable cat. <laughs> Love him, but I don't want another cat. Nah. Like there, so for there are several reasons for this, but the biggest one being, even though this cat was personable and probably would be a great cat, my cat is older, and I do not want to have him deal with a kitten because <laughs> he deserves to have his happy golden years without dealing with that shit. And I also don't want to like bring in the and like get them sick or and, you know I just don't want to deal with that like I don't want I don't want to deal with any of that so and that's fair and that's the type of decision somebody should be making before they take on that responsibility yeah so I'm like okay I I I'm going to take it to the humane society so weighed it and um my friend Allie came over and helped because she has fostered cats before like she found some little little kittens and like took care of them and brought them up to the weight that they needed to be to go to the humane society so she understood that so she weighed him roughly and like he wasn't quite at the weight but he was he was like strong enough and he seemed healthy enough to be able to go in Mm -hmm. um and we guessed like five to six weeks maybe old and probably just recently abandoned like Mm -hmm. within like a day or something like that maybe his mom got hit you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. He was, you know, so he was on his own. So, um, and it was a he, we think, or whatever. Um, so, called around Humane Society and, like, uh, there's, like, what's it called? PetSmart has people that foster cats or whatever, so you can call them up. Everything's full. So, oh. like, the Humane Society is full. They're all saying, take it to... Um, Oh, God, what is it called? They don't call it the pound anymore. What do they call it? The Shel- uh, shelter. Shelter. Yeah. So you got to take it to the shelter. Okay. So we go over there, and I'm like, okay. This cat, like, he just chilled in Allie's hands the whole drive over. Oh. Just, he was completely calm. No big deal. He's like, all right, I'm just going to clean myself, whatever, and just chilled out. Like, he, he was not, I thought he was going to be crazy. Yeah. Because like had such a great personality. He's like, no, I'm cool. I'm just gonna sit. <laughs> so we get there, and I, have you have you gone to like these shelters, like the the local ones? Like, yeah, it, it can be really rough. Yeah, so, yeah. That's why I don't go into I them because I, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's the same so, thing with the with the Christmas presents. I'm gonna be like, well, shit, somebody's got to do something. I got to do something. Oh my god! So the first thing <laughs> I see is inside. We're waiting outside because they don't let multiple people in at once, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you have to like ring a bell and wait and fill out paperwork. So get the paperwork. And the first thing I see when she brings out the paperwork is a sign that's saying we're full. We have a high kill rate right now, oh, kind of thing man. on the yeah. sign. So I'm like, cool. I'm sending this fucking cat to die. Mm. That that's where that's what my brain is at. And I'm like, should I take him home? Try to foster him? Try to find a home for him? Should, what like what should I do? Yeah. And then like I can't do that because you know like there's a lot of reasons why you can't do that. Like it just was not. And Allie couldn't take him because she has three cats and one mm-hmm. of her cats is Sammy's age, so an older cat that like you don't want to immune you know compromise its immune system kind of thing or anything like that. Yeah. So. 
and you know, okay, I'm filling out the paperwork and and I was fine. I was like, I don't want this cat. I'm good. I don't have like emotional, you know, I'm I'm okay with this cuz it was less than an hour taking into the shelter. Mm-hmm. And so my my attachment hadn't been formed yet, but <laughs> he was being so good and like then I I I I will say like morning guys cuz this is this is a rough part, but like someone, uh, their dog had died at home, oh. and they they brought it in to be cremated. So like they were like crying, like they brought out a wheelbarrow type of thing to like load the dog into it, and take. Mm. And it was just like it was a real fucking bummer of a trip. And so we're waiting for them for every. Basically, like you have your number. And you're waiting for it to go through. And so I'm just trying to emotionally break ties with this. Like, tell myself, okay, this cat is really personal. and He'll be adopted. He'll be fine. Whatever. But, like, it's not just the adopted part. It's like they get sick because they're, like, around all these other animals. And, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff involved with it. So I'm trying to, like, break it, whatever. And so we started talking to this woman. Allie was taking care of the um, the cat, and I was filling out the paperwork because you know I'm I'm the one bringing him in for adoption, so I have to like you know give him my driver's license, all that stuff. And uh, so then we were waiting. I filled out the paperwork, and we're just sitting around waiting. We started talking to this older woman, and so <clears throat> they were talking, and she was kind of like whatever with the cat, and I guess she brings in like feral cats and gets them fixed to try to prevent things like this from happening because cats repopulate very quickly. They reproduce very <laughs> quickly um, to try to prevent, you know, this overpopulation because the shelters are full and then these animals get killed and it's just really bad. And they also like destroy local bird populations and, you know, it's just really bad. Like you can't have them get out of control. It's really important to fix your animals. Yeah. Uh, so she catches them and then like, like has strays fixed and like takes care of these strays. And she was telling us how she hadn't had like indoor cats in a really long time because she had some and they passed away and it really like hurt her. Mm-hmm. Understandably, like when you lose a pet, it's, it's like losing a little family member. Like it's, you know, it's really rough. So yeah. <clears throat> she had a clipboard because she was filling out paperwork too. So Allie put this little cat on the clipboard just to like, you know, say hello. Like it's a kitten. You know, <laughs> everyone wants to play with a little kitten. Of course. And this cat just decided to chill on the clipboard. <laughs> it's just the he chillest like, cat in the world. She was like waiting for, Allie was like waiting for this cat to try to jump or whatever. He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to chill on this clipboard. He's like, this nice lady's petting me. Whatever, I'm cool. <laughs> nice. So we're talking to this woman and she was like, oh, he's so good. And, you know, yeah, yeah, he's really good and everything like that. And she was petting him. And I mean, it was like 10 minutes gone by or whatever. Like it was, it was a period of time where he was just like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay on this clipboard. No big deal. Whatever. I'm I'm cool. (laughs) And she was like, oh, my God, how long have you had him? How long have you been fostering him? Whatever. And I'm like, "Uh, less than an hour. (laughs) I do good work. Yeah. This cat is not like trained. Because he was like, is he is he litter box trained? I'm like, I don't know. This cat literally (laughs) just ran into my house and like whatever. And then so we, we kept going back and forth. And finally, she just went, can I keep him? Aww. And that 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 voice, that like small whisper yeah. of a like like worried kind of thing. 
Yeah. And I was, we were, we were like, yeah, please. Like, so we don't have to put him in this shelter. Yeah. Like, she's like, he seems like he'd be so good. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be an amazing cat. Like, he's going to be a really great cat. He mm. has a great personality. And so she's like, I, I promise I'll take care of him. And she's like, you can even visit him. And she's like, she gave her, she gave, she uh, gave <laughs> us her, her phone number and we gave her our phone numbers. Wow. Like, and we were like, if you need anything, let us know. Like, and I told her what neighborhood I lived in. And she was like, I live over here. Like, it's not far away from me. And she's like, he's just so sweet. And I think he, you know, like, it was like, I saw her like realize that she was going to like open her heart up to having a pet oh, again. That's so and sweet. And it was the sweetest. She was the sweetest lady in the world. She's like, my name's Babs. I know that's a weird name. I'm like, that's Batgirl's name. That's a cool name. That's like, the coolest. <laughs> the coolest name. Uh, so yeah. yeah. And, so, and that cat stayed on that clipboard even when we left. We... Like we got into the car and look, and she and the cat was just like, "Yep, yeah, this is my home now, just chilling." <laughs> it was, it was like, I, and I definitely walked away from it. And I'm like, God, this felt like it was supposed to happen. This little cat ran into the house, and that's where it, like it ran into the house. I was like, Oh my God, is this supposed to be my cat? Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> and I was feeling that when like I w- was waiting outside of there. I was like, no, that's not how it was supposed to go. It was supposed to go to this lady. Like this little this little dude was supposed to go to her. It just ended really well. Yeah, I mean, it's such a cool vibe. Like that, all that went down. And this this happened on Sunday or Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Okay. That's I told cool. The, I told her she said because she was asking, "Can I keep him?" And I said, "Yes," but there's one rule. Like, I have to get a picture of you because my dad really loves this cat now and he's worried about it. And she's like, of course. And so I I texted my dad a picture. And my dad felt so much better because he was like, I want to keep him, but we can't. Like, my dad just loved this cat instantly because he was so sweet. Um, But my dad was in the position of, well, he's like, I don't need, I don't want another cat. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, you know, that's a lot of work and a lot, you know, that's too much and things are, you know, there's a million reasons why. Uh, that's not a good fit and um but it was like just this lady happened to be bringing a feral cat in at the same time like it just it was very it was very weird but it made me feel like so happy and relieved after like i was like okay this is this is how this was supposed to play out um and everything before that was like giving me a stomach ache kind of thing. Like yeah. it making me feel horrible. Um I can understand, but I'm so glad that it worked out in that, in the way that it did. You, know, I, you were in the right place at the right time. It was like it was all meant to happen almost. That is exactly how it was just one cat. Like it was this one cat who ran into this house and was like, I own this shit and we're like, Nope and <laughs> taking him over and then it's like that feeling of like, oh I should bail, I should leave or whatever, but I didn't because I was like, I can't do this. Like, I kind of stuck to my guns in that situation. And it ended up being a good thing, okay. you know? I yeah. thought it was going to be, like, the worst part of my day kind of thing, of dropping this adorable little cat off and then not knowing how things are going to go down. Ended up being, like, the best part of my day. <laughs> That's cool. You know, this is, like, the best thing we've talked about on the show so far. So. <laughs> There is that. I this episode. I, I was like, this is getting boring as I was telling the story. I'm like, no, no I mean, it's it's like, all right. Like, you know, I'm not the biggest cat fan in the world, but I don't think bad to happen to a little guy. So, oh. 
Yeah, I'm glad it all He's worked out. He's very sweet. I can post the picture of him. I'm not going to post the, the Babs picture because that's private. Like, that's her. I don't want to post someone's face that, like, didn't give permission. Um, but I can. I have just a picture of him, how he was when he ran oh, into the house. So I can I can post the picture of the little guy. Um, very cool. Post the episode. <laughs> yeah, this is this is all just like a scheme to get you to post a picture of the kitty on our on our timeline. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad oh, that God. worked out. Banjo. <laughs> yeah. You got stuck on banjo. So do we want to explain what banjo is, or do we want to just kind of let, let it hang there? So people can figure it out themselves. Uh, I feel like we should explain it because it's such an obscure joke. I was going to say Google it, but if you Google it, it's just going to come up with like banjos. It's one of my favorite bits from 30 Rock. And yeah. it's something that you can just say and automatically I can get D to laugh. So it's from the second episode that they did live because they yes. did two live episodes of that show and they brought John Hamm and it was John Hamm and Tracy Morgan and John Hamm's in blackface, which yeah. is like, oh, my God. How <laughs> is he in do- blackface or is he just like kind of got some like paint smeared on him a they little have paint bit smeared on him? But like it's meant to be blackface because right. they're doing a like really politically incorrect 1950s television show kind of yeah. thing. But and even then like they knew not to go full. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't even go like full blackface. They're like, nah. They we did go full blackface on, with Jenna like a couple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, they put John Hamm in that. And like he was playing a stereotypical like black. Not even stereotypical. He was like a weird cartoony stereotype kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like an and old, it was like... this like really tense moment between him and Tracy Morgan. And it's just silence and like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then John Hamm yells, banjo. And Tracy Morgan's like, I'll kill you, white man or whatever. And like attacks him. And it's just, there's, there's something about the delivery of it and that the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> the delivery of the banjo. And then like, I'll kill you. And like, it's it just going after him. And ugh, it's so good. I'm sure if you look up John Hamm on 30 Rock, like right. you will find it, but it's, it's a very obscure joke. Like you're 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 aware of like the origin of that. Like that was a real thing that happened. Of banjo? No, no, like the whole like characters that they were portraying Amos and Andy. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So there were there were two white actors that yes. were pretending to be black and just hamming it up back in like Oh what was yeah, it like the I, 1940s I and 50s. Yeah, I think it was the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew, no, no, I knew that was a thing, but I thought you meant like the banjo joke. Was, no, no, like, no, that a was just like reference. out okay. of nowhere, and just the okay. Fact I that thought that was... that was like a specific reference that I didn't get, and I was like, oh my god, is this even better than I? Re-? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I just so. watched that episode, and I sent the video to Matt. I didn't realize that it was one of your favorite jokes from the oh show. Oh my god, because it just it's like it's right just, on the money. It's one of my favorite jokes, and so that's why I just recorded it and sent it to you, because I was just like, banjo! Like, I just thought it was hilarious, and I didn't even realize it was one of your favorites, so it was a really great moment. (laughs) I swear, sometimes I'll just be sitting there, it'll be quiet, just like on the show, (laughs) and just deep, banjo! Like, oh shit! (laughs) So good. That show, I can rewatch it a million times, and it's just always good. It's just right on the money. It's right on time. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. So, yeah, good old John Hamm. You know, John Hamm is one of the greatest cameos of all time. When he shows up, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. 
I, every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so funny. That's the he part is. that always gets me is that like he's known for playing this great dramatic role, but he's hilarious. Every time he hosted <laughs> SNL, it was like a treat to watch. You're you're hesitating because I sent you that picture of that Arya action figure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand what that. What is that? Because it looks like she's in blackface. I swear, it it's looks a, like it's she's a, a White Walker to me. It's like, a McFarland Toys action figure of Arya during like one of the the battles or something like that, the King's Landing battle. Yeah, and she's supposed to have like ash on her face and stuff, but it looks like she's just got like a brown face and a white neck. Yeah, I don't know why they did this. And that's why Bimo's growling I, right now. He I don't know like why that. they did. I don't know why they did a lot of things though. So that's. Yeah, yeah. This this could have been another episode that turned into like an hour and a half of talking about Game of Thrones. I'm not going to do stories. it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pass on that. I, instead, I want to talk about something I enjoyed. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Holy shit! It's good. Holy shit! Is it good? I it's was been not so... interested in the show at all. I should no. say for the record, I because I I'm like. I'm like, are there lightsabers? No, I'm fucking out. Like, I, I don't. That's why I did not love Rogue One. Yeah. Because I was like, where the fuck are the lightsabers, man? <laughs> you know, I wasn't that jazzed about it. I didn't really read much about it because I'm like, oh, great. It's another attempt to make Boba Fett as cool as his reputation yeah, is. Yeah, I don't really get Boba Fett either. No. Personally. He was a cool action figure that they came out with before he actually appeared yeah. in the movie. Then they did a cartoon uh, during the uh, the Christmas special where he was heavily involved. And it's like, oh, man, this guy's going to be so baller. It's going to be great. Right. Then he shows up in the movie, and that was my first exposure to him because I missed all of that stuff. And it's like, oh, he got beat like a punk. And now he's flying around flailing his arms with his rocket pack stuck. Okay. Yeah. And then, then he screams like a little jerk when he falls into the Sarlacc pit. Oh, wow, great. Boba Fett. Awesome. Yeah. So what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just not yeah but I, they took all these I characters in the mandalorian and made them so interesting like the fact that this isn't really based on anything that's come before that these are characters that we don't know whether or not they live or die if they have a legacy in the future like any of them could die at any moment and that adds to the uh the the intensity of it for me and i love that yeah yeah, it's amazing. Like, okay. Can we wait? Can we talk about spoilers? Um. Yeah. You know why? Because it's been two weeks now, and yeah. according to the official decree from Disney, it is okay to talk about spoilers when it comes to the Mandalorian at this point. Okay. So if you haven't caught up, skip ahead a little bit. But I highly recommend if you're a Star Wars fan. Check out the just, Mandalorian. Just pause this, go watch it, and then come back. That's what I yeah. would do. It'd be a fun um, day. <laughs> so we don't have to talk about episode two, but like, let's, let's just talk about the first episode, which is like this baby Yoda thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. And it's adorable. What do you think it is? Like, okay, so the timeline that this is supposed Yoda. to be taking be place. Yoda. This is supposed to be after Return of the Jedi. Yep. Right. So like you dead. You had to remind me of this. I'm like, no, no, it must be between movie or no, it must be, but like before all the movies happened. Maybe it really is Yoda. He's a little baby, you know. No, but no. they say that the empire has fallen. Yeah, you're right. And I didn't even consider that. I just kind of like glossed over that. I'm like, maybe there was another empire before that or something. But no, yeah. even the fact that a Mandalorian is like, you know, in this timeline and everything. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm getting way okay. ahead. Baby Yoda 
is adorable. Bottom line. <laughs> so adorable. This is, some, a great, this is some Mogwai shit. This yes. So yes, they did such a great job designing him. Now, we have never been told in the lore what species Yoda is. We didn't know if he was, was the only one. I was wondering about that. Huh. Yeah, I, I had to ask Kelsey about it um, because, yeah, it, it, I just maybe missed out. Maybe it's part of the lore that I just wasn't aware of. But, no, they've never actually revealed if he's, like, part of a larger species, if he's, you know, created a lab, anything like that. Just, you know, hey, it's Yoda. <laughs> I was talking to the pastor about this. Yeah. Um, and he thinks it's a clone oh, of Yoda, oh, a baby wow. clone of Yoda. Okay, okay. Hmm. Um, I think that that's a solid idea. I it's also think that idea. it's very possible Yoda fucks. <laughs> and this is the Yoda baby. I mean, you know, this by being a Jedi, by being, you know, uh, they, they can't fuck, right? Like, that's part of the whole deal. No, I think Jedi's fuck. He, well, we know, you know, some of them do, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, um... Just like they're not priests, supposed to. They fuck. They're <laughs> not supposed to, but they fuck. <laughs> you know. Um, Hopefully, they're not just like priests, but no, no, you know. No, no. I mean, you know, check out Fleabag if you want to see. Go down hot, the right hot way. Priests. Hot priests. Hot priests. <laughs> hot priests and young popes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is truly the golden age. Of, yeah. 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 You never knew you wanted to fuck a priest or a pope. <laughs> Until we told you you wanted to fuck that priest. Counterpoint, I think a lot of people knew that they wanted to fuck a, a person on the cloth way before this. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This, this Let's talk. You... Wait, wait, wait. We need to dig into this. What, what oh, happened no. to you? Happened? No, no, no. No, we're happened. good. We're good. I, I how many, just exactly how many priests have you fucked, Matt? <laughs> I will not reveal that on For here. me, solid three. Okay. Solid three. <laughs> <laughs> Super side note, this is one of the ways that they trolled Gabe Newell, uh, the guy who's, uh, you know, the head of Valve, mm-hmm. uh, constantly, constantly hounded about Half-Life 3. I guess they did some type of, like, bit where they asked him how many guys he killed, and he said, uh, you know, uh, more than two, but less than four. Like, he just cannot yeah. register three in his mind. It just doesn't exist. Okay, moving okay. on. Okay, so, Yes. Um Priests are hot, nuns are hot. <laughs> They're hot people. Okay. I mean, they, you know so what? It's possible the clothes Yoda they fucks, wear. But it's not likely that Yoda fucks, <laughs> which means that this is probably a Yoda clone. Yoda clone. You don't want to talk this. my. You don't want to talk about my confusing years at Catholic school and you know all that. Okay, fine. So I yes, Yoda. I've talked about that, but <laughs> not that aspect of it. <laughs> but I love these theories of yeah. What is this baby, baby Yoda? Um, I just know I want one. Like, I want to talk want about these. I want to talk about wallpaper now, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda? I want to talk that about that Game of Thrones wallpaper is bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, it's time to change it up with some baby Yoda positivity. And like, there are so many cute moments in those two episodes of baby Yoda, of just him making faces and doing things and just being a baby. It's so great. Like every He's single so shot. Cute. They did yeah. a great job with the baby Yoda. His yeah. eyes aren't open in this picture. I think I may need to change it. I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> What's great is a lot of the people in the cast that I'm excited about aren't even part of the cast yet. So, well, they haven't appeared in the show really? yet. Yeah. Like who? 
Like, um, uh, what's her face lady from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whose name escapes me right now? I don't know who this person is. Oh, man. IMDb is not helping me out right now. But let's talk about who was in it. Taika Waititi was IG-11. Yeah, did anyone know this going in? I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I did not know. Yeah, but um, who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, shoot, man. Anyway, okay, so... I'm gonna I'm it's gonna okay. skip all that. Um, Nick Nolte played one of my favorite characters, probably in all of Star Wars at this point. If I'm not over exaggerating, I thought it was great. Um, what about Werner Herzog? <laughs> yeah, Werner Herzog was great. That's the part where I'm like, really? What like, world is this? What? What's, yeah. What's happening? Werner Herzog sharing screen time in the same universe as Carl Weathers. Yeah. Like that just don't What a pan. time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. John Favreau wrote a show starring Carl, Carl Weathers, Werner Herzog, and Nick Nolte. Is there any way that I could like have a baby Yoda? I just want a baby Yoda. Like I'm, Yeah, I'm disappointed that they didn't um like get the marketing stuff ready for this right away cuz it was obvious he was going to be a hit. There's no doubt about but it. But they can't make toys because it'll the leaks and all. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That, that's that's, true. They had that same issue with Baby Groot. Like, so they was, could not make toys <laughs> until, like, a year later because he knew it would get spoiled. Yeah. Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is cool. He actually is or has directed an episode of the show. Um, so has Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. she directed uh, this is all according to IMDb. It could be completely wrong. Could be completely right. Let's hope it's uh, it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I'm I'm just I'm really impressed with this show. I, I have you seen I both episodes that are out? I did. Yeah. yeah. I have I have seen them both. I didn't think a, a Star Wars show could impress me the way that this has, just because I thought I was man, a little the over it too. Yeah, I felt the yeah. same way. I felt like I'm like okay, I'm excited, kind of excited for this next <laughs> film, where I'm like okay, I, I like the idea of okay, let's finish this off. Maybe I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, and then this this comes out. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. Maybe I am interested in some of these spinoffs and whatevers. Yeah. Oh, who I was trying to think of before, Ming-Na Wen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she plays yeah. a character on there as well. But back to Nick Nolte for a second as Quill. He is an Ugnaught moisture farmer, and he teaches um, the Mandalorian, who we don't know what his name is yet, he teaches him how to ride one of those uh, those beasts, you know? That you yeah. always see Boba Fett riding on and everything like that. And it's just such a cool sequence of events. And the the respect between these two characters, it just fascinates me that there's no like, you know, catty bullshit between them. It's just like, look, we have a we have a similar goal here. I respect you, you respect me. Let's work together. Do you think they'll ever unmask the Mandalorian? I'm pretty sure they will. Because you don't yeah. just you don't pay Pedro Pascal just to keep a mask on for the entire show. I mean, that's what I was thinking, but I don't know. They're they're playing it up like it's, you know, like you can't remove it or something like that. It's it's very strange. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a storyline uh, bit, but I, yeah. eventually we will we will see that mask come off. I didn't I think. know it was Pedro Pascal either until I went on IMDb and I was like, right. whoa, what? 
<laughs> also, um, a, a small character, but one that uh, had a, had an impact on me. Uh, Emily Swallow as the armorer, the person that was making uh, the Mandalorian's armor mm-hmm. during that sequence. Yeah, she had some cool bits in there too, just like the things that she was saying and the lore she was uh, sharing. Uh, the with first him. episode was definitely better yeah. than the second. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that a, makes sense. Like, there's a lot of world building to do, and they had to get yes. him out of the situation he was in anyway. But yeah, I'm I'm on board. I can't wait to see the rest of this. I'm disappointed that it's it's doing the slow rollout. It's one episode per week. I I like that. Yeah, yeah. I know you're I a do. fan. There's of that. too much television. Like it's hard to keep up with things. If it was all out right now, I would know the entire. I mean, I was spoiled with Baby Yoda. Like oh really? I saw Baby Yoda before I watched the show, so I was like, what oh, the fuck? Man, yeah. Yeah. So, so like you, and that was like a day or two later, right? Kind of thing. So, if the whole <laughs> thing was out now, we we would know every detail of it. This this way, it's nice. I can go to. I don't have to sit down. I don't have like you know. I'm I'm dealing with all these papers and stuff. I I don't have time to sit down for like eight to ten hours. Yeah, to burn really through the show where I have to focus on it. You know. It really does affect your opinion on things, whether or not you have to sit down and watch it because you're uh, afraid of spoilers, you know, versus I'm going to watch it at my leisure, you know? Yeah. It it really makes me mad um, yeah. when I feel like I'm forced to watch this show because if I don't, the Internet's going to screw me over. So Disney is setting this this precedent for their originals. Um, they did it with not only The Mandalorian, but uh, with that uh, Pixar in real life show as well. I think they did it with the Jeff Goldblum it. show. It's it's cute. It's that, not Jeff necessary. Goldblum. Yeah. TikTok. Jeff, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I I didn't watch that. Obviously, I'm like, yeah, we'll just let's let, let's let's let that just kind of simmer over there. See how things pan out. Yeah. And then we'll revisit later. Yeah. On. Um. You know. Yeah. We're hoping for the best, not expecting the, you know, but hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm impressed with Disney Plus so far, uh, just to get back on, on that vein. Yeah. Uh, I, the Mandalorian alone is, is great. You know, we've talked at length about the duck stuff that I'm really digging. I watched all the, um, well, the majority of the Mickey Mouse shorts, like the recent run of Mickey Mouse shorts. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend that to anybody enough. It's so funny. They're only like two minutes long each. It's good. It's like, if there's ever been a time in your life where you're like, I get that Mickey Mouse is important, but I don't like the Mickey Mouse shorts as much as I like Looney Tunes or as Mm -hmm. much as like Tom and Jerry. These will change your mind. These will show you how funny Mickey and his friends can be. That's cool. There's an episode where... I'll, I'll stop after this, but there was an episode where um, Donald and Daisy are having an argument, and that's just their natural state. They're always bickering with one another. Right. Mickey and Minnie are always happy and getting along and doing choreographed dances and shit like that. And so, you know, they tried to cheer up Donald and Daisy and basically broke their relationship because they took away that dynamic that works for them. And so Mickey and Minnie were forced to bicker with each other in order to like restore their state of being oh, <laughs> and okay. it turned to them failing miserably and then donald and daisy just like roasting them for not being able to like get pissed off at one another like no 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 let me show you how to do it you were late <laughs> you were late 
you're not dressed right, you're cheap, you stink, you know, just all that. It yeah. was great. It was wonderful. And it, it worked out in the end. Everybody just like went back to normal. But, you know, yeah. as you do with cartoons. I watched, I haven't watched that much, but like I, I, I watched, uh, cause I can throw it on the background, um, a documentary that they had on there. It's one of their originals. Um, yeah. and it's on building the parks. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I want to, I want to get into those, but I will. Just yeah. I threw it on the, the background. Time. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, the documentaries are great for stuff like that where it's like I can't quite focus cause I got all this other shit to do, but like I can still mm. gather. Information, kind of like a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the thing you're listening to right now. Well, yeah. no, I mean everyone's paying just like they're they're wrapped. They're paying yeah. so much attention to us. Are you right paying now. attention? Are you paying? Are you listening? Hey, 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 you. Banjo. Hey. <laughs> All right. And Kazooie. Um, yeah. So of course, Disney Plus. Get on your friend's account. Be nice to your neighbor so you get on there. So whatever you got to do. I was going to say, though, like, they have this hack, go- apparently, possibly. Oh, uh, yeah. Beware uh, of that. Change yeah. your password. Ah. You know, just just to be safe. Oh. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with The Mandalorian. Um, yeah, me too. And I'm curious to see what else they have for both that show and for all of these original, like, Disney originals. They're launching very strong. Yeah, they are. I thought um, I didn't expect them to, but you know. No, they they can correct, and they they got over the hurdle of that uh you know the the issue they were having with uh, people not being able to log in. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it went the other direction. Too many people are logging in, people that shouldn't be logging in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, Chick Fil A. I didn't have a good segue for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> here's here's something that like surprised me today um was that i read that chick-fil-a basically said that they were going to uh stop giving donations to charities with anti-lgbt views that was the big yeah. headline that came out this morning um people were celebrating some people were just like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter anyway. I thought it was uh, funny. I, I thought laughed. it was funny too, because so many things have, have come to pass. Of course, the first thing people think of when they try to figure out why now Chick-fil-A has changed their tune that they've had for so long, they think it's because of the Popeye sandwich. Now, while that probably has something to do with it. <laughs> That's, no, it's because they're trying to expand overseas. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're getting blocked overseas yeah. and in various airports because people don't want to be uh, associated with their LGBT, their anti-LGBT views. Which, by the way, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, whatever. They're, do- they're donating to organizations that support conversion therapy. Like They are. Like, they are. Which is torturing human beings. So yeah. it's not just like... Oh, they're donating to a Christian organization who's like not super cool with LGBT people. No, like they're it's it's hardcore shit. Like it's not cool. So right, this isn't like the middle ground. This isn't just going. Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. The gays need to stay over there and leave me alone. They're not saying that. They're saying no, gays are bad and they shouldn't yeah. exist. So fuck them. So I. <laughs> First of all, this is this is cheap as fuck. Because when I read the story, when I read the first story... The gays, uh, fuck them. That's the first <laughs> chapter of my book. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yes. Uh, anyway. Um, 
<laughs> moving link, on. Moving on. The link that you shared with me earlier. Um, it, it didn't say anything in the article about them. Oh, we're changing our ways and we're going to start supporting LGBT. Oh no, that would just be goes, way too much to ask. That's no. what I'm saying. Like it wasn't just some big sea change overnight. Like you know what, guys, we fucked up. Everybody deserves to enjoy our chicken. Everybody deserves a chance to exist and a, and a chance to be in love and be happy. No, they didn't say any of that bullshit. Just like you know what, fuck you guys. You you care so much about this? Fine, we won't do it anymore. We won't Why give won't our money you to them. Let me just hate the gays. <laughs> we'll just keep our money. And keep our money, so fuck all y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just hoard it like dragons instead yeah. of, you know, trying to set people on fire with it. You know, yeah. whatever. Just like that time, like that time PewDiePie apologized to um, Jewish people and said he'd donate money and never actually did. So, yeah. anyway, um, this yeah. afternoon, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> this afternoon, yeah, sorry. according to Vice... <laughs> It turns out that Chick-fil-A won't entirely rule out donating to anti-LGBTQ charities again. Of course they won't. I'm pretty sure that they did this a couple of years ago, too, where they said this they were going to donate less, to them. This was less than 24 hours. And it's all because the motherfucker that, that is a mouthpiece for, for Chick-fil-A, he, he gets all wrapped up in his soul. And he can't let something like that go. How um, long do you think it'll be before we find out? He's fucking dudes. I mean, yeah, that's always how this goes, right? He's he he's super ashamed and embarrassed for some. Yeah, reason. it's self hatred. Which I really yeah. okay. Look, there are a lot of people that don't like that joke, that thing, because they're like, it's normalizes homophobia. Whatever. Like, there's a lot of criticism that, and I get it. But at the same time, like, this happens a lot. Like, yeah, this happens a lot. So, I mean, it it seems like it would be a punchline, but no, it's it happens. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. This guy Tim Tasopoulos, the COO, president and COO of Chick Fil A, he says no organization will. Tim Tasopoulos, am I right? <laughs> no organization will be excluded from future consideration, faith based or non faith based. So he's just saying, yeah, I'm keeping my money for now, but as the spirit moves me, I will yeah. give to who I want to. The spirit moves me to. Uh donate to shitty organizations that hate human beings oh my god yeah he goes no i almost am like oh sorry go ahead yeah no sorry uh dan kathy uh he was in 2012 he was a ceo uh oh uh no he's the current ceo then COO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy, triggered a massive controversy when he condemned same-sex marriage on a radio talk show, saying, I think we are inviting God's judgment on our nation when we shake our fist at him and say, we know better than you as to what constitutes a marriage, he said. I pray God's mercy on our generation that was that has such a prideful, arrogant attitude to think that we have the audacity to define what marriage is about. Yeah, I think that... Um, I'm not look. See, I'm not looking. Is there a picture of him in this article? I don't need no. one. I'm gonna make an assumption here. Um, I know that God loves me a lot more than you because I've seen my face and I can make an idea of what your face looks like. And he fucked you up a lot and made me look really good. So I'm pretty sure God <laughs> loves me. God loves homely people too. God looks don't like love... he threw pieces on a Mr. Potato Head when he made you, motherfucker. So God don't love you that much. God did God. not give both hands because you are neither smart nor beautiful. You are a whole fucking mess. Oh, 
He does kind of look like Mr. Potato Head. Um, it's, it's a fair assumption, man. Yeah. This no, you're is, right. This, is, this dude's probably wearing fucking khakis and a polo. In no, a, no, in he's, he's, he's trying to do like the, the modern day hip looking CEO type look. But yeah, he's, he's taking like fucking Walmart pictures. Definitely a Mr. Potato Head. Um, God hates ugly spirits. And if your spirit is that of hate, I don't think God's a fan. Oh, yeah, this um, looks like a fucking potato. <laughs> You just sent me the picture. I did, because like this, you were so spot on with your description. This 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 dude is from Idaho. He's a fucking potato. He is a fucking potato. You um, know what? You should go to South Dakota because he looks like he on map. Man, like I'm just Beth, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that it was a day before they couldn't help but open their mouths and say some more bullshit. Um. Don't 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 fucking support Chick Fil A guys. They they don't care about you. Yeah, I mean they're not even that good. If you're in the South, go to PDQ or Popeyes. If go you're to anywhere, Popeyes. you go know to what? Popeyes PDQ. Um, All corporations just, do messed up shit, but if somebody's going to flagrantly wave this in your face, talking about yeah, oh yeah, you know we just don't like gays. Fuck them. We want to change them. We want to kill them. Just don't give them your money for a bland ass chicken sandwich. I was gonna say, that's the thing, man. They're not even that good to like go to the map for them. That's the part where I'm like, ah, like. Eh, I almost feel like I wish it were the best sandwich in the world, so people would have to make a hard choice and not just be indifferent about it. To some people, that is exactly it. Like that's fucked up. The bet. I mean, when you're white, salt is spicy. So like. <laughs> the flavoring like is very rich to people who don't have seasonings. That stereotype is very true, by the way. Yeah. About white people, they have very bland. I I get really annoyed if if the food is too white. <laughs> I'm not saying like I am somehow a more sophisticated palate or anything like that, but like I did grow up in an area where like we had like Old Bay and we we had like legit seasoning for foods, and it was very common to season food and my dad cooked food like you know he learned to cook so he would season food really well like um i grew up near the old bay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so i just and then we would go to restaurants or whatever that were good like not boring so i when i get around like meat and potatoes type of meals i'm like this is fucking boring right right i, get I don't know man so yeah fuck chick-fil-a don't give him money Go somewhere else to get your chicken sandwich. Make your own chicken sandwich. Go to Bud Long. Go to like anywhere else, man. Just not, not. Don't give them money. Go to, I mean, go to Popeyes. That's fine. There's a ton of food trucks in every city that probably oh, make a yeah. damn go to some better chicken artisan, sandwich. You know, treat yourself. Get resnaculous with it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't fuck with Chick Fil A. You can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. We believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> we believe but you know in what? You if you're gonna babies. do it, I don't know. Fuck, fuck a dude after? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm usually not in the mood after chicken. Just after, after, after like food. If you do, maybe you know what? Maybe you can do is just like steal the chicken sandwich. Be gay. Yes. Do crime. Like do that instead. Like there you go. Yes, well, exactly. Be gay. Do crime. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. 
I did not come up with that. That's a, that's a thing. No, yeah, we discussed it. <laughs> okay, okay, I can't remember if we discussed it. Okay. We did, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, so speaking of fast food chains, <laughs> yes. transitions. Transitions. Burger King being sued by vegans for cross-contamination. Now, I've seen a couple different conversations about this online. There's one camp that believes. they had a warning about this when they first came out with these burgers that, like, I, this could be a thing. I haven't seen any warning about that. But here's, yeah. here's, here's where people basically stand on this. There's one camp saying, yeah, fuck Burger King, man. They shouldn't be grilling vegan burgers on the same grill as they do meat burgers, obviously. Or mm-hmm. just, you know, segregate one section of the grill that's specifically for the Impossible Burgers. The other mindset is... If you're going to a place called Burger King, <laughs> you have to expect some burger to get on you of some sort. Where do you I, land, Lex? I'm curious about okay. where you stand on this. Okay, 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 okay. I'm ready. Okay. Um, I see both sides of this. Ah. Where it's like, I, I do understand the idea of like, yeah, like that could happen. Especially when you're talking about fast food, which is like supposed to be produced really quickly and... People working there are under a lot of pressure and everything like that. So I see that. I also think that um, there is a responsibility to disclose things like that in the same way that we disclose, like, maybe not the same. I, I shouldn't say the same, but, like, in a similar manner of, like, how we have warnings on labels. It's like this was made in a facility that has X, Y, and Z. Peanuts yeah. is usually a common one. So if that's the argument, and I haven't read that much into this, but if they're saying basically, like, this was happening, we weren't aware of it, we were consuming, you know, basically partial meat, even though we don't want to eat meat, and we specifically sought this out because it was a vegan or vegetarian option, then yeah, I understand it. I don't know if it warrants a lawsuit. I I don't, (laughs) but I understand that the lawsuit is more principle probably than anything else of bringing it up. I think you're right. I think it's to bring visibility to the fact that it is going to be prepared under those uh, circumstances and bring visibility to veganism, like, like their cause. So there's only one guy who's follow, who's filing this class action lawsuit, but folks that are discussing it are looping in all vegans and all people who eat meat, you know, like I don't understand why, like, I I don't really understand the hate towards like vegans and vegetarians. Are you really either. that bored? Like, what is? Why do you give a shit? Why do you give a shit what other people eat? Yeah, I What's I think there? I think part of it, and that you're right, you're totally right about that. But I think part of the uh, the reason why people are annoyed with vegans and vegetarians is because vegans and vegetarians usually like to um, bring it up a lot. Right, 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 right. And I'm not I'm not gonna like in that situation. I'm not necessarily saying that like that that's always cool, but and I'm not saying it doesn't like that wouldn't be annoying, but at the same time, like they are dealing with people in your face like about meat products like and and when I have like fr- uh friends who are vegetarians, vegans, whatever, mostly yeah. vegetarians though like I don't know a lot I know veganism is becoming very popular, but like I've mostly known vegetarians in my life, and like their their argument was mostly like if you look around, you will see how like culturally 
meat is everywhere and it's such a big part of our culture and it's really creepy when you start to notice it um so that like that's where i'm like okay so they're looking around they're seeing it in every part of our culture where we're like worshiping bacon and weird shit like that so like yeah they are going to and it's clearly important to them so they're going to bring it up like i understand that um and i'm not saying like like you can tell, like you can find a way to tell someone, like I don't, I don't really want to hear about the veganism anymore, or whatever, without yeah. being a complete asshole. And you can talk, <laughs> you can find a way to talk about your veganism, vegetarianism, without being a complete asshole. Like it's all, it's just such, it's so stupid. Like I just don't, I, like why do you? Oh, well, what advice you gave right there? That's evergreen. So if you have a strong belief about something and you understand that it's a polarizing belief you understand that it's something that not everybody shares you understand that what you believe in is an uphill battle there are ways to approach that topic with folks um in order to get the uh the desired result yeah then there's like Like me trying to convince you that this man looks like a fucking potato (laughs) all you had to do to convince me that was just to fucking show me the picture because the man looks like a potato yeah, it looks like a potato. <laughs> of course, don't let them need a fries. That's all I'm saying. No. Um, yeah, but okay. So it's all about the pitch. It's all about reading the room. It's all about knowing your audience. You're at a cookout. You're surrounded by people who are just bragging about, yeah, you know, I make the best yeah. burgers. Yeah. And these ribs are on point. And trust me, when it comes to the barbecue, when it comes to the grill, I'm the man. I do all this. I throw down. And then you come through. With your frozen veggie patties, talking about, can you clear off a space on the grill for my veggie patties? I'm a vegetarian. I'd appreciate it if you did. And let me tell you why being a vegetarian, stop right there. It's not that venue. It's yeah. not time. Yeah, I understand that. But like, oh God, I just, this is, this is where I get, right? I get in this situation where things like this, where I start to go, at some point, I'm probably going to become a vegetarian. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe yeah. I shouldn't shit on this because it's probably going to happen at some point. Well, it's see, like, that's why I'm not shitting on the vegetarians. It's like I'm it's just like, shitting on the delivery. Like, I'm sure that lesbian rite of passage will come around soon. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> so, I'm going to see you in PETA ads in, in the in the oh, near future. No, fuck PETA. I'm sorry. <laughs> Separate thing, but they're nuts. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. that. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> the main point is, like, I, I understand and, and respect there are some people that can't be vegetarians or vegans because of health reasons or whatever. Like there are a lot of different reasons for why we do whatever we do. There's some people that Kevin Smith, we talked about, he's a vegan for health reasons now. Like it's helped his life. Yeah. Yeah. We should be like supportive and respectful of this whole wide spectrum of these choices. Um, And then like the argument overall, which is, Everyone should be aware of what they're consuming kind of thing. And I think that that's what so that's what I think this is ultimately about. I think it's just from one person. But like usually things like this are a principal argument where they're they're trying to raise awareness for this issue is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all. I I mean, like this is like like Burger King is not handling these the way that they should. Or yeah. 
Burger King is not disclosing the way they're handling this. And you're thinking you're getting one thing and you're getting like you're actually getting another thing, which when we're talking about food mm-hmm. is a really big deal. Like that's a much larger problem than just, oh, it touched the bur- like the burger touched the regular. Like, I yeah. mean, you're talking about food contamination here. That is contamination. Serious. It's a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I understand the argument. I'm not saying it's like right or that the lawsuit should, you know, go ex. Like, I don't know any of that. Like, that'll be decided in courts. Wherever it lands is where it lands. But I do think there's a fair argument here. I think there is too. And here we are talking about it. So it was effective, at least in that regard. So kudos to him for standing up for what he believes in. I hope that when the chips are down, the people who are arguing on one side or the other of this situation uh, can do the same. Maybe not with a lawsuit, but, you know, something to stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. I I tried the Impossible Burger. It tasted okay. There's no real health benefits to it. They've had uh, many studies and articles come out recently just, like, laying it all on the line. It's got a lot of you- sodium. It's got a lot of sodium in it, so yeah, if you swell up after eating one, you're not allergic to vegetables. Yeah, it's probably the salt content. But yeah, there's there's maybe a lot of pros don't and cons. Any more vegetables? Like maybe. Yeah. Try that. Try that. Try. <laughs> Have you had no. scurvy lately? It's really, really good look. You know, like like one of Marvel's popular ideas. They have venom. They have anti-venom. Become <laughs> anti-vegan. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So become a meat. Uh, what was it? A meatitarian that people used to say all no, the time, which that. didn't make sense at all. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> become the anti-vegan. Um, I learned also recently, semi-related, that currently the U.S. is sitting on the largest surplus of bacon in the country's history, and it's all due to the fact that bacon was so heavily. Uh, praised and advertised for a few years. Yeah. Like, you know, like five or six years, people were just like baking crazy. At least. So, you know, we started to produce more bacon as a country. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, people just kind of like dropped off. It became kind of like past tense. So. Yeah, I don't really like bacon. Now we're just sitting on bacon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if we could give that to people in need, especially the like, like fat would be very helpful to starving children and stuff but we won't do that we'll just let it rot cool of course can you imagine just like homeless folks getting bacon on bacon on bacon all the damn time yeah like people would be feigning homelessness you know just to get bacon (laughs) just like oh is it is is it bacon time can i i'll just die instead (laughs) yeah Um, I mean, yeah. if the bacon's extra crispy and then occasionally, maybe, eh, no. Mm-hmm. Bacon culture me. bothers me. It's still, yeah, it's, it, I've had problems with it for years. You and I talked about that, like where we're like, these are the food fads that I hate. I remember we had yeah. that discussion for a long oh, period of time. Yeah, I don't know if even, if that was even on the show, but we had no, talked no, no, about no, 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 that. that was just us talking years yeah. ago. Like we used to do. Oh, remember when it wasn't fodder for the podcast? Remember when we weren't always on? Remember? No, no, we were always on. How many times have we tried sticking to promote this show today? My <laughs> God. <laughs> but yeah, like, bacon's cool. It reminds me, and, and this type of thing fascinates me too, just the food fads like you mentioned. The fact that um, lobster, 
wasn't always like a, a high end type of dish. It used to be no. served to prisoners. No, yeah. What wasn't there a fish? Wasn't it like swordfish or something like that? It was the same thing? I think you're right. Like a really expensive, like well, you know, well off people eating this fish. They renamed it, and it was it was like a crappy fish before that that you know they'd throw back. They didn't care about. It was cost next to nothing. That's yeah. happened a lot. Rebranding, branding is huge. You can't underestimate branding. That's very true. I mean, look how many times we've vilified and praised eggs just over your lifetime. Oh, my God. They're good for you. They're eggs. bad for you. They're good for you. This part's good for you. This part's eggs. bad for Another you. Another thing. They're just okay. Yeah. It's just okay. Yeah. You know? I got to have my eggs a certain way. Oh, man, we have talked about this. We should move on to some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to some old stuff. Let's talk about that fucking Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. I don't care. Is this still I'm sorry. a thing? It's still a thing. It's Why is amazing. It's still a thing. Who it's cares? amazing okay, how passionate care. people care. And you know what? At this point, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm in. And it's, it's not because it's going to be interesting. I, I, okay. Yeah. It's not sure. you know what? It doesn't matter if it's good. It's going to be different. And that's Why? what people want. Yeah, okay. Okay. I okay. 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 <laughs> um why has it not been released? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think because uh, I don't know, man. Okay, so the 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 petty side of me wants to say that it's because Warner Brothers does not know what they want to do with the DCU, so they're holding on to this because they don't want to again confuse the fans or some other bullshit like they're always scared of doing. But things that they've done in recent history have shown otherwise because. We have the inconsistencies of, uh, the inconsistencies of, of storyline and tone with Shazam. Uh, the same with Joker. And these two movies were very successful. Yeah. So we may not know what Warner Brothers is doing, but they seem to start, they, they seem to, 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 to be uh, figuring out what they're going to do. I mean, we've, we've just recently had, uh, <sighs> yeah. I mean, you just get out the way. Throw it on his, HBO his Max. His daughter, his daughter died, man. Like he left right. that movie. For a really personal, horrific reason. Yeah. Like, and he wants it to be released. That, like, everyone involved wants it to be released. All of the fans want to, like, all of these fans want to see it. Just fucking release the movie. How difficult is that? And that's like, the thing that's oh. really sticking with me. It's like, okay, if it's, if it was just the fans who were clamoring for right. some, like, mythical piece of footage that we've never seen before, like it'd be Half Life 3. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, okay, yeah, that that's fine. Even though Gabe himself has said several times Half-Life 3 isn't happening, he doesn't see any money in it. Right. And even people that used to work at Valve were like, yeah, it's dead. But people continue because it's the meme. But unlike that, Zack Snyder is feeding this flame as well. Yeah, because he one. clearly wants it to happen, but he yes. doesn't have the rights to this. Like He doesn't, Every, he doesn't have this ownership over it. Every other week, he's putting things out on the internet saying, oh, well, this is the design that we had for Darkseid. And um, it must be heartbreaking. Like, look, th like there's a lot of criticism of Snyder and everything like that. He's not my favorite director. But it must be truly heartbreaking to know that this movie came out and it wasn't what you wanted it to be. And someone else had to take over because you had to deal with really intense, terrible things. And so you have all of the emotions wrapped up in it on so many levels. Yeah. Like, that, that's really difficult. So I could see why. He wants this this cut out for so many different reasons. So this week, what caused it to come back into the news in full force? And I saw it trending, and I had to figure out why. 
um, both Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck tweeted, release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. So the fact that Ben Affleck is poking his head up again makes me think that they're really going to do something with it now. Like, yeah, he, he knows I agree. Something. Um, that and... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that it's... I think that Gail Gadot is the bigger risk involved, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben Affleck is no longer involved in these films anymore, but Gail Gadot is still very much tied to this universe, at least for one more film that yes. has been made. So yes. I think that her, she's sticking her neck out more than he is. I mean, we can still have that league. They can still exist, but, you know, it, it depends on Warner Brothers if they're willing to put enough thought into this this shared universe to make it work uh, in continuity, not even in continuity. I'm starting to hate that word now, um, but just in conjunction. I know what you're. I know what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, with Joker and all the other stuff. It doesn't wow, have to be in the same universe. It can just be like Joker's over here. That happened over here. Batman doesn't exist here. It's just here's some fucked up shit that happened to this one guy. That's it. Put it away. Now here's the superhero shit that you want over here. <laughs> it's a little dark and gritty, but that's okay. You can just clean it off, just brush it off, just have yeah. uh, you know Zach Levi show up. It'll be fine. Yeah, that would yeah. be funny if they put him in. Uh, I think they can still salvage it. Stop. I think so they too. Are. I agree. Yeah. But oh, I didn't also hate it as much as you did either. No. Yeah. I. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole conversation. But I also I also read that uh, Henry Cavill, of course, he's always being questioned about being Superman. Of course, uh, we're going to hear a lot more from him with the lead up to the Witcher series coming out mm-hmm. on Netflix very soon, which is getting uh, talked about with with high regard. It already got renewed for a second season, oh, wow. sight unseen uh, from the fans. So that's that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing that Hen- Henry Cavill said that I read today. Uh, he goes, I'm still Superman. The cape's still hanging up in my closet. So, oh, yeah. read that as you will. He's still jacked as fuck. So, he's, he, can, he should still be Superman. He's great. He's yeah. great. Um, and then Amy Adams' as Lois Lane is great. Their chemistry is fantastic. Give us a fun, light Superman movie. I'll help write it. Let's do it, Warner Brothers. Yeah. I'm in. Let, and then, of course, I Momoa. Superman. I, I get so fucking tired of people talking about how they need to make Superman a certain way because nobody likes this and that. Yes, they do. Particularly right now. People want light. Give yeah. them light. Get it. Yeah. Come on. They like I it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Give, them, give, give us the Shazam-inspired uh, Justice League. That's what I want. Huh. Yeah. Just that, that childlike innocence. <laughs> Just bring him on and let let him sort it all out. Let's get a happy cyborg. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, want, I I would love that. I want that. I want Black Boy Joy. Oh, uh, we should be writing. <laughs> we should be writing it. We should Comics, be making money from movies, this idea. Something along yeah. those lines. You can have yeah. Cyborg, all of Superman. There you go. I could probably write Wonder Woman too. I don't think I could write Batman. You can take a Batman. Yeah, I'm I'm good on Big Bang Big Bang Theory. Flash, they can keep him. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah, can just keep him. That's fine. I want him to get sucked into the speed force and then they have to bring in Grant Gustin. God, he's so good. He's so good. He's so he good. cries and he makes you want to cry. I just finished, um, you know, we were blessed with the, uh, 
The Flash, uh, season five, I believe. Was it season five on Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah, we were blessed with that. Last season. And, yeah, fine. And I, I really enjoyed it. I just finished watching it. and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't yet, but I'm excited. There was some tearjerker. I'm, tearjerker I'm not. I, I've just, I've just come to accept that I'm not going to catch up on any of these shows before Crisis. Yeah, I've same here. I've embraced falling on that sword of like, I'm going to watch Crisis, and I'm going to be confused about certain things, and then I'll just go fill in the blanks later. Yeah, I mean, Flash is my favorite of that bunch, and it it has been since it debuted. So, I'm going to dedicate to catching up on Flash. My second priority is Arrow because you know he's the linchpin. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's 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 important to see what's going on with them. But did not realize that they are there. So it starts in December, but then they're taking a break for the holidays, and it won't come back till January. That's pretty cool. I like the fact that they're letting it yeah. like set in and rest. Yeah, because it's five episodes. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, and it's going to be important. So we'll see. Somebody gonna die. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Superman. <clears throat> Sorry. Which one? Um, I was taking a drink of water. Uh, um, uh, not, not Hochin. He's getting the show. No, no, no. Brandon Ralph. Oh, Ralph. So mm-hmm. in in um, Crisis, Supergirl dies. Remember, like that iconic yes. thing. I, they're gonna. I think they're gonna reverse it. <laughs> I think it's gonna be her hold, like holding him. I would love that. Or just so. have a, yeah. have another Superman holding him. <laughs> I, I know. I think it's gonna be the inverse. I think it's gonna be her holding him. Imagine how big of an impact that would have. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be pretty I, sweet. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited about it. I feel like the entire Arrowverse is wonderful because the fans are dedicated. And the people that would normally hate on stuff like that, they just like dip their head in every now and then. They peek their head in every now and then for stuff like this. Yeah. And they say their little pot shots or whatever, then they just leave. So I think mean, there really aren't that many of those people either. Most, no. most are pretty supportive. It's just kind of under the radar enough, too, where people are like, oh, that's interesting. Not my cup of tea, but I'm going to move on. Like, that's fine. Great. Go. Leave. It's like the Supernatural fan base. You know, there's a lot of shit there where the dedicated fans are there for it. But if yeah. you're like a, you know, just some guy coming in seeing like, oh, all right, there's demons and angels. Okay. That uh, you're, right. you're describing me. <laughs> I'm in over my head. I, am, I, am, I That is who I am. I walk in on Supernatural. I'm like, okay, 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 cool. And then I leave. Like, I'm like, I'm happy that you love this. I don't understand it, but I'm happy for you. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about Crisis, though. I am um, too. I want to. I want to temper my expectations, though. I want to just go in, just like, all right. Give I am me as something. excited for it as I have been for any of the other crossovers. Like, yeah. Where I'm like, this is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be really good. For sure. And th- and I haven't been disappointed by them yet. I don't think. Based on memory. No, I haven't either. I mean, all the all the crossovers have been pretty fun. Yeah. And we've gotten some like real cheesecake superhero moments where they're all just lined up and fighting the big threat together. Like that's cool. Yeah. I mean, give me a good story. I'm not I'm not that difficult to please with things like that. Um. I think that the only thing I'm I know is going to be very brief is going to be the Tom Welling and Erica Durrance, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're just going to pop like... in. That's going to be two seconds. People need to lower those expectations <laughs> for things. These cameos lower your expectations for the cameos. That's right. the only thing that I'll say. 
it's going to be a cameo. It's not going to be a feature. Yep. It's like just, hey, hey, that's that guy from that Brandon thing. Ralph, which I think is going to be a big part of the story. Yeah, he's already on the payroll. So it's like, yeah, we'll use him. So that's fine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, they made him a suit and everything. Like, they're, they're going all out for him. Oh, yeah. I think they're doing it for the show because it's interesting for the fans because they want it. But mostly I think it's for him. Yeah. I think they kind of just want to, like, give him this last – because he's also leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of him. I'm proud yeah, of him for coming back. And, it feels like a, an, end, uh, an end book or whatever you call it. A bookend? Bookend, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I look, My brain is fried. Okay. In so many papers. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm reaching finals mode, and I'm real. I'm going to be a little bit fucked up for a while. So you're going to have to be patient with me. I love yes. you all, sweet chili babies. But Mama's dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we hit Wall of Weird, I actually have something I want to talk about that cool. we haven't done in a very long time. I read a comic book. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I know. I'm I'm reading um the first collection. Well, I read the first collection of the Immortal Hulk, Ooh. Uh, which is a recent release from is that, Marvel. Is that Mark Wade? No, that's this is the the writer's name is Al Ewing. Okay. I'm not really familiar with his work, but the type of Hulk stories that he's telling, um, it's reminiscent of both like the high, um, like mentality of the Peter David years, mm. mixing in the, um, the episodic nature of the TV show. Ooh. And it's such an interesting balance. And it's like you get your villain of the week or month, you know. <laughs> Yeah. A villain of the issue per se. But then they, they, they start keeping track and stuff like that and they, they, they come back around to certain aspects. It's really like a serialized drama and I'm really enjoying this Hulk. Um That's I can't really say more than I Yeah. I'm digging it. The covers for each issue are done by Alex Ross and it's I, some of his best work too. I can't say I've ever read Hulk and enjoyed it. So yeah. I'm very curious yeah. about this. I'll have there to have been Hulk it. stories over the years that I've really enjoyed. Of course, World War Hulk, the uh, the gene. Uh, no, I wanna, oh yes, I, I actually did enjoy that one too. Where it was the planet, yeah. Planet Hulk. Yeah, Planet yeah. Hulk, World War Hulk. Yeah, that, those were fun. Yeah, those are good stories. That's what really got me back into the character because I yeah. really didn't care. I'm like, all right, it's a one note type of thing. Yeah, that's how but I feel. Those stories too. like built me up. It's like, oh my god, all this is going on. What's gonna happen when he comes back? He's gonna be so pissed, uh, <laughs> and he was, and it was wonderful. Um, you know, stuff like that. Of course, the Avengers, you know, built him up to be a good character again as well. Uh, but this this book, it's it's just Hulk. Just Hulk stories. Yeah. It's down to brass tacks. They reference some stuff that happens outside the book, but it's nothing that's like, you know, deep enough to go over your head. I dug the first volume of this and I'm going to stick with it now because I'm really enjoying it. So that's, uh, that's my comic review of the week. That's, yeah, I, I want to read that now. That definitely intrigues me. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. I actually did read a comic. I actually read two comics Ooh, okay. for for classes. I don't know if I've talked about this. Yeah, I have for a couple of weeks now because I've had assignments. Yes. Um, I read Mouse. Which oh, you read Mouse? Okay. Yeah, for my Judaism class, I read Mouse, uh, Volume One. I'd already read it years ago, but I had to reread it because I had to write a paper on it. So I feel like anybody teaching a Judaism class needs to have that on their curriculum. Yeah, interestingly enough, he said he had never read it before. Really? So he he was okay. like reading it for the first time 
Um, and then, you know, having it within the class and he liked it so much that he went to the second volume and read the second volume as well. So he really enjoyed it. Was your class receptive? Like, was the conversation good? Do you think he'll continue using it? Yes, I do think he will continue using it. It's a very small class because it's, it's modern Judaism. Like it's a very specific thing. Um, mostly philosophy majors. Um, and every, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. Um, we read, I mean, the class is over now. I still have a paper due, like final paper due, but like we read a lot of like philosophy and intensive stuff. So I think they were kind of relieved to, to just have a graphic novel, even though it's a graphic novel about the Holocaust and it's not easy to read. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone seemed to enjoy it and really get into it and, um, and connected with a lot of people. Um, I think he will probably use it again. Good. Uh, yeah. I feel and like then that's read, a good hook, you know, it's a good yeah, hook to get, it is. you know, it's, it's, people It's involved. a classic for a reason. Like it's a very important story, but it's also just very well done. Um, and it's, it's literature. Like it's a graphic novel, but it's also literature. Uh, and then I read Fun Home. Uh, have you read Fun hmm. Home? I don't think I've read that. No. Okay. Um, it's a memoir in graphic novel form. Um, and it's very, like, it's, it's very successful. Um, okay. it kind of was one of the first ones to do that. It was like 2000, early 2000s, something like that. Hmm. Um, to, to do that format of like my memoir as a graphic novel. Um, and so I read that a couple weeks back for a class okay. as well. I had to write a paper on that. So cool. It was good. So did you ever read Pedro and me? No. Okay, so Pedro and Me is an autobiographical uh, graphic novel by Judd Winnick. Um, he was friends with one of the uh, the cast members of the the Real World San Francisco. He was on the show as well. Um, it was about uh, his friendship with with Pedro Zamora, and it's like one of the most uh, well known uh, books of that nature. Uh, because, uh, Pedro Zamora passed away, uh, due to complications with AIDS. Oh, um, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the book came out around 2000. Pedro passed, I believe, um, like maybe five years before that. Um, but it was just one of the most, like, heartfelt, honest comics that had ever been released, you know, especially of, of, of that, that, that heavy, uh, a topic. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, the, the stories like this, when, when people are able to tell these type of stories, um, in that format, that means so much because yeah. you're, you're not only retelling the story in words, you're, you're capturing the moment in images as well. So you have to take yourself back to that place and remember what things look like. Remember how they, how they look to you. Yeah. And, and figure out a way to communicate that to the reader. And I don't know, that just seems so intense. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it. I don't think a memoir no. in any capacity. I joke about that, but like, I, I don't think I would ever want to write about myself in that way. I don't even like journaling. I don't yeah. journal traditionally. I just write down little notes and use it as a planner, basically. <laughs> I would have to get like not a ghostwriter but a co-writer just to kind of help keep me focused, you know. Yeah, I'm um, interesting enough either. Like I don't find myself interesting, so 
Like, I'd well, rather you got a lot more. Season. You got a lot more life to live, so you know. Well, yeah, that. But like that aside, even I'm like, yeah, eh. I don't worry about this. I'd rather write fiction or write about other people's stories. You know, like, yeah. if if you're writing nonfiction. Well, that's fair too. I mean, there's a lot of um, you know popular figures in literature that never wrote an autobiography. I mean, yeah. Most people don't. You know, somebody yeah. else writes bi- biographies about them. Um, you know, famously, the first season of BoJack Horseman was all about that. So yeah, we've talked about uh, Brian J. Jones a bunch. He's the one who yeah. wrote that. Uh, he just wrote a book on Seuss as well, Doctor Seuss. But he's the one who wrote the Jim Henson biography. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, videos. you need to read that. I've heard the audiobook's amazing too. Yeah, I got to check that out. I mean, that's absolutely my wheelhouse. Yeah, you'll you'll friggin' love it. It's so good. You'll be crying like a baby at the end, just like I did. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Okay. It's great. Yeah, and I, I, I've been meaning to go back to it in audiobook form because I've heard the audiobook is really, really well done because uh, the guy who does it like knows how to do voices and voice work. So Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I might see if the library has that once I finish. Uh, I'm listening to Catch and Kill right now, the Ronan Farrow book. Hmm. God damn. Yeah. That is another one. Yeah. Listen to it read it, whatever. It's really good. I haven't had a chance to dig into another audio book yet, you know, cause I'm so busy with all these comics, but, uh, <laughs> I, it's really like commute. That's how I get through commute and workout. That's how I end up listening to them. Yeah. Also I'm, I'm suffering from lack of headphone right now. I completely lost my headphones and oh, it is just, the struggle is real. It's mind boggling. First world problems. Absolutely. But fuck. Yeah. You count on them and they're not there. It's not good. All right, let's get into the wall of weird. Wall of weird. Okay. Okay. So this is from the Washington Post. It's a story by Alex Horton. So a hunter killed and ate a wild rabbit in Mongolia. Okay. And Chinese health officials have said on Monday that he contracted the bubonic plague. What the fuck? Days after two other people were diagnosed with an even deadlier strain from the same region. The Ugh. bubonic plague. Yeah, the bubonic plague is making a comeback in China right now. The is hunter, this the Dark Ages? What the, the hunter, a fi- Well, there actually are cases of this every year. Um, but the hunter is a 55-year-old man in China's inner, inner Mongolia. He caught, caught the disease on November 5th, came into contact with 28 people, and those 28 people have subsequently been quarantined, according to Chinese officials. Wow. Um, and so the diagnosis uh, comes amid tensions in Beijing after two people were confirmed to have a pneumonic plague. So pneumonia plague, I guess. Yeah, that, that so sounds right. So I had to look it up because you hear bubonic plague thrown around. And you're not really sure what it is, or at least I'm not. So the, the bubonic death. plague is an infection of the lymphatic system, usually resulting from the bite of an infected flea, mm. the rat flea, Gross. in very rare case, in very rare circumstances, rather, as in septicemic plague, the disease can be transmitted by direct contact with infected tissue or exposure to the cough of another human. Okay, so more than likely, he didn't actually infect these other people, but like it's a concern. Yeah, after quarantine them. Mm. Uh, so they're, they're trying to basically 
like take care of this, but like Chinese officials are saying it's r- the the risk of spreading is extremely low. But like China is known to kind of cover things up like this and and not bit. yeah because they don't want to deal with like controversy or whatever I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is it says the disease is mostly common commonly found in rural rural areas such as Inner Mongolia where rodents and small animals thrive. Yes. So, yeah, it's uh, it was the Black Death in the Middle Ages, and it killed about 50 million people in the 14th century. It was periodically resurgent in the centuries that followed, including the late 1800s, and the disease killed millions in China and Hong Kong uh, as it spread through port cities in the 1800s. Wow. So it's <clears throat> now manageable and treatable with antibiotics if diagnosed early. Um, but there have been more than 3,200 cases of the plague between 2010 and 2015, and 584 were fatal. So 30 to, 30 to 60% of people die after contracting it. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh... But I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. You probably won't die. Probably. Probably is not good enough. Yeah. You're going to need some... Uh... <laughs> uh, in recent decades, the United States had an average of seven plague cases per year. Usually, Holy shit. Usually occurring in rur- rural... God, I can't pronounce that fucking word. Or semi-rural <laughs> regions. Rural. So okay. northern New Mexico, northern Arizona... Southern Colorado, California, Southern Oregon, and far west Nevada. More than like, I mean, you're pro- you're at a bigger risk dealing with the flu. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People die from all, the flu. It's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Just you know, stay home, stay under the covers, but don't but do that because you're gonna catch kill you. That is that too. mole that you've been worried about? You know, that's the one. That's what's gonna take you down. <laughs> How did you know? Because everyone's got a weird mole on their shoulder or something. They're like, well, that shit's going to take me down any day now. <laughs> yeah, just that weird itch. It's yeah. just out of reach. Yeah. <laughs> Is this it? Finally. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> plague is back. Well, <laughs> plague is back. Plague, All right. on it. Oh, man. All right, so that's enough, man. We've... uh. Yeah. Effectively freaked each other out. And uh, hopefully we haven't freaked you guys out too much. Um, just enjoy enough. your, yes, <laughs> just enough. <laughs> we will be releasing an episode next week, just a little bit of house cleaning. Um, Lex and I discussed and we want to make sure that you folks are covered even over the awkwardness of the holidays. If you need some type of escape, we'd like to give you at least an hour of reprieve yeah. during that period. We're planning so, on it. Yeah, save us, save us for emergencies. We'll still be new. All the other guys are taking their little hiatuses and everything like that. You know, no, no, uh, no offense. You know, if you need a break, take a break. But we're fucking Hufflepuffs. We'll work through this shit. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, folks, thank you for listening. Um, you can check out all our stuff on lexamatpod.com. We've got links to all our social media accounts and our Patreon. And once again, thank you 
for those that do contribute. And thank you to those that are considering contributing in the future because every little bit does help. A dollar, five bucks. Five bucks gets you exclusive episodes that nobody else gets to hear except for your fellow patrons. Yeah. So, Is it, there's a yeah. new, and we put a new one up last week, correct? That's right. Yes. We sure right. did. Yeah. 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 It was a fun episode. So yeah. if you want to get all that chicanery and good times and high spirits, I ran out of things to say. Um, I was, check that I, out. I mean, I thought you knew where you were going with it, but I, I'll just let you do you, buddy. My destination has been reached because now I'm watching a girl on The View who is dressed like Beetlejuice. So, thank you guys for Don't listening. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, Stay excellent to each other. Oh. <laughs> You gotta do the. There it is. I was gonna let sit. Did you ever read um, or hear of Life with Pedro? No. Okay, so Life with Pedro is is a um, autobiographical. Um, hold on a second. I'm I'm doing this wrong. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I can't think of the name of the book. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so this is getting cut out. <laughs> okay, but what what are you trying to come like? Let's let's talk it. What? You- okay, okay, okay. Um, hold on a sec. Hold on. Hey D. Oh, <laughs> hey, yeah. Leave all of this in. I swear, it's gold. What's the name of that comic? Is it Life with Pedro? That comic book, Life with... Oh my god, please keep this in. That book that the guy from the real world wrote? Oh god. Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is the best oh, man. moment of podcasting ever. You better keep all of this in, bitch. It's so good. <laughs> I you, thought it was Life with Pedro. You just said uh, real world? Like the real world show? Yeah. All right, I'm going to look up real-world graphic novel and see what pops Pedro up. Pedro and me. In real that's, life. That's what it is, no. Pedro and me. Pedro and me, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, I got it. Thank you, babe. Okay. Thanks, babe. <laughs> so did you ever read Pedro and me? No.